All right, everyone, it's 10.30. We're going to get started. We don't have a ton of time, and we want to give you plenty of time to build the visualization we have for you today. So welcome. Thanks for coming to Workout Wednesday Live. Uh, here's our great group here. We have a good challenge for you. I think it'll be fun for the beginners in the room, the intermediates in the room, and the advanced users in the room. There's kind of a little bit of everything there for you. So uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the project, I'm going to go through what Workout Wednesday is, how you can participate, and what it means, um, and go from there. That's what I just talked about. So here's our website, uh, workout-wednesday.com. This is what you see when you land there. Uh, we have quite a few different pieces of our website where you can interact with it, interact with us, uh, find people in the community who also do Workout Wednesday. We have a couple buttons across the top that will help you navigate. So if you click on latest challenges, that will just get you to our library of all the challenges we've had through 2019, 2018, and before. We also have insights. So if you're coming in new, you don't really know where to start, you can click on this tab and get a little bit more information about the challenges themselves. A lot of people come to our site and they don't know. They see this page, they think they might be able to do that one, but they don't know really what goes into it. Maybe they want to start a little softer. Uh, maybe they want to jump right into the harder things. So you can click through, get to our insights. Uh, Luke actually manages this great dashboard that will show you kind of a little bit about the challenges. Um, you can see week by week the difficulty they are. So if you want to pick a specific challenge, you can go there. Uh, you can look by author. If you want to do easy ones, do mine, because I don't know how to do anything hard. Um, if you want to do difficult ones, pick Luke's because he... I don't know how I get this rap. I try to make them really easy every week. Yep. So, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of cool things there. You can see the popular weeks. Uh, these are usually ones where we get lots of engagement on Twitter. Uh, people found them more relevant to the work they do day to day. So lots of ways to get started with Workout Wednesday on our website. Um, and you can always reach out directly to us and we'll help you out too. So going from there, just a quick introduction of the team. Uh, I'm Curtis Harris. I'm the head of analytics engineering at Pluralsight. I'm a Tablet Public Ambassador, and I won IronViz in 2016. Nice work. Thank you. It's all I got left in my name. <laughs> uh, we have Luke Stanky, who's a partner at two companies now. Yeah, I do a lot of work. <laughs> and a current Tableau Zen master. Lorna Eden, who does everything in the community. I don't know something you're not involved with at this point. Uh, but you can find her at JISC. Yes. Um, and also, she's a public ambassador, co-leads Tableau Tip Tuesday, and co-leads Workout Wednesday. So she's got her, her fingers in a little bit of everything. <laughs> Super talented, awesome person. And finally, we have Ann Jackson. She's kind of the boss of this whole group. She runs the show. She's great. Uh, she runs an analytics uh, consultancy called Jackson 2. Um, so if you ever need some work, reach out to her. She'll do a great job for you. Two-time Tableau Zen Master and uh, plural site author. Oh, we have something in common. Yes. Right. <laughs> Anne too. So, uh, yeah, Anne, and we have a little bit of news for you for next year, and Anne's going to explain that a little bit here and take it from there. Yeah, so for those of you that have already been a part of our initiative, what we're doing for 2020 is acts is asking for new contributors. So next year, we're going to have four open slots, one person for each quarter. So three months out of the year, you can come help us and be a facilitator, build challenges, be part of our weekly challenge crew. So if you're interested, head over to the website. There's a quick Google form to fill out. We ask you some basic questions like, do you know what Tableau is? Tell us a little bit about yourself, your Tableau public um, link, just basic things. So I encourage you to uh, go and sign up. We're looking for a lot of diverse people next year. As Curtis kind of mentioned, we want a variety of challenges, different skill levels, different backgrounds. So please uh, don't hesitate to throw your name in the hat. We'd love to have you be a part of our team. And let us know if you have any questions. That'll be open until the first week of December. Yeah, it's a really great opportunity. It's a great chance to meet people. Um, just for fun, we always do this in every session, right? How many people are here for the first time? Anybody? Wow, a lot of you. That's great. Wow. So, how, 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 many people, how many people have uh, done at least one workout Wednesday before? All right. There we Good go. job. How many people didn't raise their hand? There we go. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I was here for the first time once, too. We all were. Um, and a session like this really helped blossom my career into what it is today, um, getting involved with the community. This is a great way to actually help other community members skill up 
in Tableau. Uh, we think we have one of the best programs as far as actually applying Tableau skills and getting better at what you do for your employers. Um, so get involved. Uh, fill out the form. Even if you do one guest contribution, it'll definitely further your connection to this community. So it's a really great idea. Okay, so with that boring stuff out of the way, um, here's the challenge you're going to do. So here's a picture of the viz you're going to build. Um, we're saying 2018.3 and above will work. Um, but if you don't have 2018.3, you're going to be hosed. Um, <laughs> so sorry about that. So here's, here's what we're going to build. Um, it's pretty standard exploratory viz. You probably have done this at work. And if you haven't, you should probably look into doing something like this because it really helps you explore your data a little bit better. Um, we're showing a basic scatter plot with a few different dynamic pieces. So you can change how many dots are in display uh, with the parameter in the top left. So I can change that from customer to product to manufacturer to whatever you wanted to cook into there. It really doesn't matter. It's up to you. We can change the measures on the X and Y axes with the other two parameters. So you can see this swap from discount um, from sales over to discount. And similarly on the Y axis. So it's really just a create your own analysis type of project. But it does have quite a few little bits and pieces cooked in that will help you understand how Tableau works and get you to a, a little bit more comfortable place with parameters and different functions. We've also um, put in some proportional brushing. So as you select marks in your dynamic scatter plot, you're going to get context about those marks right under the parameters. So if I grab these many circles, I'm going to see how many products that accounted for out of the total amount of products in the data set. I'm going to see how much percentage of the discount that accounted for from the full percentage or full amount of the discount. And similar, similarly with sales. So every marks you select should show you proportionally how that compares to the whole. Um, so that's a, new, a slightly new feature. Some of you may or may not have used it, but that might get you hung up. We're going to be around the room helping you out um, as you get trapped if you just need any little bits of advice. So here are your requirements. If you open up Tableau, you connect to the Superstore data. That's the data set we're using. Um, you can use any version. You might not be able to match the numbers. I intentionally left numbers off this so you don't worry about matching numbers. It's all about functionality. Um, you can set the dashboard size 1,000 by 700 or whatever you really want. The key, the key bits and pieces are really in the level of detail. So you should be able to change your level of detail in the scatter plot between product, manufacturer, or customer. Your X and Y axes should either be sum of quantity sales. Got the old version of PowerPoint. Should be quantity sales orders or discount. And the X axis should be on top of the scatter plot. So that's a different one that might get you caught up, but it helps in readability. Um, and these percent of total bar charts should be under those parameter selections. And hopefully you can download the viz, check the tooltips. The tooltips are important. I didn't really show them on the screen here. Um, if you've noticed throughout the presentation here, our link to the viz is down here. So if you go to bit.ly slash wow underscore data 19, you'll go right to the Tableau public viz. You can download it. You can just check the solution there if you're not feeling comfortable. Don't do that Don't first. do that, exactly. <laughs> uh, use it as a guide, right? So you can open that viz, see how it works there. 30 people just typed yeah. that in and went to that link. And That's fine. <laughs> go, go, go. I think I put an Easter egg in there. So if you ever republish it, I'd know that you just copied it. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's it. Um, we're going to be around the room, like I said. This is the challenge. I'll leave this up here. Check the link. Get the viz. Get all the context you need and start building. And then towards the end of the session, we're going to come back up, go over the solution, how we did it or how I built it. Um, and you can balance off the different ways that we did that together. And, and, and Curtis, not to like um, say that no one would know how to connect to the Superstore data, but maybe, you know, <laughs> for me, one, just, uh, just remind me how I can quickly connect to the Superstore okay. data. <laughs> yeah, good call, Luke. So if you open up Tableau, right, I, I neglect things sometimes. If you open up Tableau, you see this screen. We should all be familiar with this screen. If you want to just connect to Superstore data, it's right here in the bottom left corner. So just open up Tableau, hit sample Superstore. We're using the US version. Um, should be pretty equivalent either way. 
Um, but that's how you do that. Click right on it, it'll bring you into Tableau, and you can start building. Everybody ready? Let's do it. Go! Yeah! <laughs> And we're off.
How's it going, everyone? Can I get a pulse check? Thumbs up if it's going well. Um, thumbs down if it's going terribly. <laughs> How many of you just left the room? So a couple of people have pointed out that the manufacturer field might not be in your data set. In the older versions of Tableau, for that um, save data source, the manufacturer field's not there. That's a group that Tableau built into the data source a little bit more recently. So if you don't have manufacturer, feel free to make a group off of products of made-up manufacturers, or you can just kind of ignore that part of the challenge. That is not something that's supposed to trip you up. <laughs> I'd agree with that. And um, another thing that I got called out is summing up discount doesn't really make sense. Um, sorry about that. Let's just pretend that it's not a percentage and sum it and, and go from there. We got a little hint screen here for you. So if you're a little bit stuck, this is, it's pretty vague intentionally, but if you're getting stuck on something like the x-axis being on top or the proportional brushing or how these drop-down boxes are actually controlling your fields, um, just kind of giving you some context here. So parameters are your best friend in this workout. Um, for the proportional brushing, you'll need to work with sets so when the marks are selected, they're in a set or they're out of set. Um, and the x-axis on top is just a, a dorky little trick. You can just duplicate your x measure um, as its own field, put it on top, and then format your other axis appropriately so it kind of looks hidden. Um, so go from there. I'll leave this up for a minute, and then I'll switch back to the requirements.
Okay. All right, in about two minutes, uh, one minute, one and a half minutes, we're going to review. Uh, so I'll go through my build, walk you through how I did it, hopefully clear up some of the questions that are still in the room. Um, but So wrap up what you're doing, and then we're going to walk through how it was done and save a little bit of time for questions. All right, uh, let's go into review. How many people finished? 99%. <laughs> I'll count it, Sean. Well done. How many people felt stuck the whole time? Okay, a few. Sorry about that. Um, hopefully you learned something regardless. So let's go through what we did to build this. Uh, first, I want to start with the scatter plot, And I, I got a lot of questions just around picking which dimensions in view, picking which measures in view, things like that. So uh, something that really opened up Tableau a lot for me as I was learning Tableau was getting familiar with parameters, what I can do with them, what they are, what they aren't, and going from there. So simply how to swap your dimensions is to build these string parameters. This is what I did. I built an X and a Y um, parameter for my measures, and I built a dimension parameter for my string, or for my uh, dimension. And all a parameter is, I've been telling a few people throughout the room, is a list of things that you're providing to Tableau to tell it to do something with. It doesn't do anything by default. You have to actually go in and configure Tableau to look at these parameters and do something with it. So for my dimension, the parameter that controls the marks are on the, that are on the screen, I just hard-coded a list of product, manufacturer, and customer. And what that does for us is it gives us this control up here, and Tableau is constantly looking at this, figuring out what the users clicked on, and it knows what to do when you click on it. So to get these marks to be different things um, based on what's selected in the parameter, you have to go create a calculated field which looks at the parameter and tells it to be something else. So I have a case statement here. You could do a case or an if statement. I used a case statement. I said, look at that P dimension parameter. When it's product, then bring in the product name field. When it's manufacturer, then bring in manufacturer. So on and so forth. You could build this out for hundreds of dimensions if you really wanted to for your business. But the build is exactly the same, no matter how many you do. So we're looking at the parameter, and we're swapping out which dimension is coming into focus. Pretty simple. The measures was a little bit different. Uh, we had to aggregate this with inside, our inside of our case statement. So instead of just referencing sales, quantity, um, and orders, we actually had to aggregate them differently inside the, the calculation. So if you did order ID, it would yell at you if you tried to say case quantity, um, case sales, case order ID. Those are strings and integers mixed together, and it wouldn't work. So I decided to aggregate them within the calculation 
When it was quantity, then I summed up quantity. When the parameter was sales, then I summed up sales. And when it was orders, I count distinct the order ID. And that's how I got my measures to be what they were. And this is pretty simple for a dynamic scatter plot because once you have one calculated field built, we can just duplicate that and rename. So the Y field is exactly the same as this X field, but it's looking at a different parameter. So in the Y field, it says PY in mine. So that's how to build the scatter plot. Once you have those fields, you can put the X and the Y onto columns and rows. You can put your dimension into the level of detail, and you'll have a basic scatter plot without any of the proportional brushing or the little design tricks. How many people were able to quote unquote hide the bottom x-axis? Good. That one's a little funky, um, so we're not really hiding anything. It's still here, it's just white. So I made a copy of the x field, I put it on a dual axis, and all I did was format the old one to match the background of the view. So it's not gone, we didn't really hide it, we just made it blend into the background. And since it's a copy, we can format them a little bit differently. One other thing that's on here that I didn't call out well enough, and I apologize for that, is our axis labels actually change as you're swapping through the dimensions. So if I click orders here, my label is going to change to orders. And all I've done here is just put my PX and my PY parameters onto columns and rows, and that will change for me. And I'm wondering how many people stumbled onto this little thing with the proportional brushing. So when I built this, I had the selection, and I saw this crazy yellow highlighting, and I couldn't get it to work. I didn't know how to take it off. And there's a little button there that Adam Crane actually pointed out for me. Um, which is magic. I never knew this button existed until literally last week. So I got this yellow highlighting. It was really making me frustrated. You go up to this little button right here, and you can say, disable workbook highlighting. <laughs> so if you click that, the yellow goes away. And it's great, because nobody likes the yellow. So that's that. I hope you, uh, you, know, you can get rid of your yellow borders now. Thanks, Adam. So there's the scatter plot. Um, I think a lot of you got tripped up on the proportional brushing from what I was hearing across the room. Who had a problem with sets and set actions and proportional brushing? Okay, a few. Not as many as I thought. So to, to accomplish that functionality, we had to build what we call a set action. And this was introduced in Tableau 2018.3, if I remember correctly. And a set is essentially a list of fields where some are selected, they're in the set, and some are not selected, they're out of the set. Um, a set is a Boolean type field. So once you have your dynamic dimension, we can go right click it, go to the create menu of your dimension, and say create set. And what this does is Tableau scans that dimension for all of its members and builds this list for you. And by default, it has these all selected. And with Tableau 2018.3, we can dynamically decide what is in and out of this set on the fly. We can control that. We haven't been able to do that until just recently. So to do that, we go to our Actions menu. I have a Set Action configured. To build that, if you've never used these before, you'll see a new option here called Change Set Values which allows the, the marks in your view to interact with that set we just built. So if I edit my set, I give it a name, I give it a source sheet, and I tell it which set to target. I said run this action when I select marks, and when I clear them, remove all the values from the set. And hitting OK there, hitting OK there, if I grab these, and go and look at my set, I'll see that there's different amounts of data in them. Instead of them all being checked, only the ones that I have selected in my view are actually checked. And we can use this to talk to other worksheets to show proportions based on a user selection. That's what we mean by proportional brushing here. 
broken. No. So moving over to the bar charts, it's pretty easy at this point. These were the last thing I did when I built this viz. It's just built a simple bar chart. I put my measure on columns. I put the set on color, which creates that split. Um, you'll see in the set is one color, out of the set is the other color. And that's going to change every time I make a selection here. The amount of data in that set gets smaller and smaller, or bigger and bigger, either way. And then you can use that to create calculations that look at the values that are in the set versus out of the set or all together. So to get those proportions, that's exactly what I did. I just created additional calculations of my X and Y. So I built similar um, calculations here. I said, if the set is activated, then show me X or else be null. And that gives me just the X value for those marks that are in the set. Um, we had a little poll up here before the session started. Who says adder? Oh my gosh, I say adder, okay? I guess I'm the lone one. Who says ATTR? Okay. Who says attribute? Okay. No, we're, we're making it adder, okay? there's one thing you learn from this session, it's called adder. <laughs> but that's that. Um, we're looking at the set. We're saying if attribute set dimension, which evaluates to the members in the set. Remember, a set is a true or false statement, so we can reference it uh, pretty plainly like this. If set means true. If not set means not true. You don't have to type um, equals false or equals true or anything like that. It's actually really easy. So from there, uh, yeah, it was just putting the in and out set on color, making that split, creating those calcs, and doing the division. Um, so hopefully that didn't get you too caught up, um, and hopefully you had fun, but that was this week's challenge, and we really encourage you to keep involved, get out there. There's plenty of easier challenges. There's plenty of harder challenges if this was too easy for you. Um, I want to thank you for coming, and we have a couple minutes for questions. We'll bring the team up, and if we have any questions, we'll be gladly hearing them from you. No? We go. Uh, we got a question, how long does it take to put a challenge together? Um, I think that varies. Um, we'll probably, I probably spend a couple hours thinking through this, writing the blog post, making sure it works, and then you're still not all the way done. I, there's a few errors in this one that I probably should have accounted for. So a couple hours. Yeah, so it depends on if I've done it for work. So if I've already kind of built the use case, then it's just a case of changing that to be non-confidential data. So yeah, it, should, it doesn't take too long if you've already built it for work. Same. Probably takes longer to make the GIFs at the end than <laughs> that extra part at the end takes a bit of time. It just depends. Like Lorna said, if it's something I've already done and I'm just putting in Superstore, it's easy. A lot of times the challenges I'm making these days are just stuff I come up with on the fly. Hey, let's explore this idea and turn it into a challenge. How many of you are inspired to take this back to work and now do Workout Wednesday? I want to see lots of hands. More hands. Thank you. <laughs> oh, there are stickers on tables. So it, we don't want any stickers left on these tables. Take them back to your work. Take one for your laptop. Take one for your kids.
Hello. Oh, hi. Just before everyone leaves, um, what's your name, sorry? Ben has offered to stay for lunch if anybody wants to go through the challenge with him. Um, he's more than welcome to sit and go through it with you if you want. Yeah, and I did it a totally different way. So I didn't use set actions. I actually used fixed calculations. So if you want to see a different way to do it, I'd like that to help. But I've also been in that spot where I couldn't do it before, and I know how hard it is to be there. So um, be willing to help, and I'm sure there's others in the room that would help too. Thank you.